Hi, this is Ellen. And this is Alex. And this is our podcast, Uniquely Portable Magic, where we talk about all things books. This week, we are talking about Siege and Storm, book two in Lee Bardugo's um, trilogy. And it is basically the continued story of Mal and Alina. They're on the run. Um trying to escape the Darkling, and we get to see them um, meet a lot of new characters who help them on their journey of trying to both save themselves and their country at the same time. Mm-hmm. And um, it's also a lot about Alina trying to figure out and deal with her power, right? Um, yeah. A lot of the first book was... Of course, about that too, but I think you see it even more in this book. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then just as I'm hoping you guys all know by now, but just in case, uh, we will be talking about the book in depth. So if you haven't read it um, and you don't want any spoilers, then please pause, go read it, come back and join us. Of course, you should probably read the first book first, which is uh, Shadow and Bone. Um, But I guess, you know, if you don't want to, no one's making you. (laughs) Um, And then, of course, if you don't care about... Yeah, right? And if you don't care about spoilers, then I guess that's fine, too. (laughs) I guess that's acceptable. We still don't get it, but I guess it's fine, too. (laughs) Oh, Oh, my gosh. Okay, Ellen. Yes. Let's jump into our favorites. Who is your favorite character in this? So, um, it should be nobody surprise to nobody that I couldn't pick just one. Uh, <laughs> but I only picked two, and I was very proud of myself because okay. I liked I liked quite a few of the characters in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, it should also be no surprise that Alina was one of my favorites. She was one of, if not my only favorite, in the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I continued to really like her and her story and, um, I'm very intrigued on where her journey is going next. So I'm, I'm very mm-hmm. excited about that. Um, and then my second favorite was Nikolai. Ugh, yes. I just, <laughs> I adore him. I'm really worried <laughs> about what's coming next because we don't know what happened to him right at the end of this book. Um, but I love just how snarky he is, and he's charming, and he's, of course, handsome, because why not? And, um, but he also seems, now, of course, I'm very nervous saying this, because at the first half of the first book, I would have said this about the Darkling, um, so I'm a little bit nervous about mm. this. <laughs> but he seems good, right? Like, he seems like, hopefully, I'm right about this, this is, you know, what he's saying he actually believes and means and, and, and hopes for. Um, so mm-hmm. I hope I don't, I, I hope I don't have to make a formal uh, retraction later. But as right. of right now, I get to relish the fact that he seems like a good man who's working hard to save his country. So um, how about you? Um. Nikolai is my favorite character <laughs> for all of those reasons. Um, what did I write down? That he's handsome. He's a genius. Like, oh yeah, that was my first first note. Very shallow <laughs> moment, but there it is. Um, 
yeah, that he's a genius, like, figuring out all of these new, like, contraptions and inventions. Mm -hmm. He's adventurous, driven, assertive. He's trying to save his country in the best way that he can. Mm -hmm. Um, So I have a quick question for you, then, if he's your favorite. Did you also like him when he was Sturmhund? Yes. Okay, cool. Me too. I was just wondering. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I just wanted to Did see you... if you only started liking him once he was handsome. <laughs> no, no. I liked him when he was his privateering self, too. Um, but did you have a problem with trying to figure out, like, I wavered so much with thinking that I wanted her to be with Nikolai instead of Mal. Oh, can I tell you? And then the other way around, too. Like, I was so uh, conflicted throughout the entire book. I was not. I was very grumpy with our dear Mal throughout this book here. Um, I don't hate him. I don't, like, right? Like, there's no hatred. There's no... And I'm not angry at him. Well, okay. I'm a little angry. <laughs> Okay, fine. Let me be honest. I'm a little angry at him. Um, But I do also understand where he's coming from, right? Like, just because I'm upset with him for how he's treating our dear Alina doesn't also mean that I don't understand his Mm -hmm. side of it, right? Because I totally do. His best friend is turning into something that he's not sure how he can follow, how he can still be by her side. He loves her. He's not really sure that she's the same person that he fell in love with, all of that stuff, I totally understand. On the flip side, I'm a little bit like, if you really loved her for her, it wouldn't matter that she's not the girl you fell in love with, right? Like, you would love every part of her, right? Like, you know, so um, I was a little bit grumpy with him and I just liked I really liked that Nikolai saw what she currently was knew where she came from and is also seeing where she wants to go and doesn't it doesn't scare him he's not treating her differently he is you know despite the fact that he is also not Grisha right like he's not you know so yeah I'm team Nikolai (laughs) I think it's not as cut and dry as all that Mm. solely because her power is making her do things that she wouldn't do as herself and it is like altering her personality and her decision making Mm. in a really dark scary twisted way would we say that if she was a man uh if i read this i would okay I'm just, I'm, I'm um, I mean, honestly I don't just know, asking. I don't know if it was just my interpretation of it, but it seemed to me like once she got, um... No, she definitely was doing things that were, the, were different. The bracelet. Like, it was mm-hmm. very, like, very apparent to me that she, like, didn't have control over certain things, and it was, like, thought processes that were coming out of nowhere that all of a sudden she was like, oh my god, did I just think that? Yeah, that's interesting. you know, it could be partially like, oh, she's just thinking about things differently, but to me it was like with Bagra warning her that her magic will just 
make her mad. Mm-hmm. And I was seeing the starts of that. And sure. And I was, like, terrified by it. So um, That's interesting, because, of course, yeah, like, I saw the parts that are mentioned in the book, too. Um, but the part that I focused on mostly was, yes, she was having those moments, but each time she was able to recognize that it was happening and then change her actions from there, right? Like, she was able to adjust and she didn't let it just run away with her like she um or continue to run away with her right like certainly she had have moments again and again but each time she was able to stop maybe think about it a little bit we're gonna go from there but yeah but also the thing is is we saw him turning away from her at the end of the last book, right? Like, we saw yes. the beginning of it, so. That's very true. Um, yeah. I don't know. All right. But What's I'm also not, I'm also not, like, if she ends up with Mal, it's the end of the world, right? Like, I'm okay with yeah, that, Yeah, I too. think for me, I'm, like, holding on to the fact that they, like, grew up together and she like loved him for forever Mm -hmm. and still does and this is just a situation that he's not handling well also true because not everybody handles everything perfectly i do understand that but i also like to reserve the right to feel grumpy as i wish as i read books Uh, I guess that's fair and allowable. <laughs> I will allow you to do that. Um, I'm, I'm feeling very similarly. No, I'm feeling like, yes, I'm on team Nikolai, but also it's like, he's new and exciting and, but also maybe he's dead. I don't know. Like maybe my team is dead in the water. Pun not intended. But then also as soon as I realized I was about to say that, maybe pun intended, depending on if he's dead or not and where he died. Um, <laughs> um, but like, even if he's not dead, I wouldn't be sad if she ended up with Mal. I just wish Mal could just have a little bit more understanding for what mm-hmm. um, Alina's going through, if that makes any sense. Yes, it does, completely. Um, I see that, for sure. And Nikolai was your only favorite character? Yes. Okay, just checking it. You're usually really good at picking just one, but I wanted you to have the option to pick another one if you needed it. I, I appreciate that. Thank you for <laughs> providing me with that opportunity. Yes, well, we are an equal opportunity favorite character podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness okay so what was your favorite part so this one was actually really difficult for me because i liked a lot of the book um unsurprisingly um but i finally decided that kind of my favorite part of the book was um and of course it is kind of a big chunk of the book sorry not sorry um but it's the whole them traveling through their country, whose name I can't remember at this. Ravka. Ravka? Yes, thank you. <laughs> um, on their way back to Osalta, 
right? And it's the whole them stopping and moving slowly through the villages. And I just love the juxtaposition of her trying her best to do what Nikolai has asked her to do, but then sort of juxtaposed with how easy it seems to come to Nikolai, right? And I just loved just the whole that whole part and then her getting there and then him very quickly charming his father into letting um her and 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 Mal live <laughs> um and um and then her taking power with the Grisha that were still at the at Osalta um and all the steps that she sort of made from there right like i loved sort of her integration of them and and the fresh take she brought to it and of course you know i love because there's always that part that i don't know theodore i think maybe said it maybe sergey said it i can't remember who but somebody was like this is how it's always been like mm-hmm. and she's like i don't care like <laughs> we're doing something new right and so i you know you know i hate the excuse this is how we've always done it so mm-hmm. yeah i think we've mentioned that multiple times on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. In different contexts. Um because it's never really a good excuse. So um yeah. So I it's kind of a long part and not super specific, but that was just sort of I just loved that whole mm-hmm. chunk of the book. How about you? So I had a really hard time with this one too. And initially, I was just going to say that I couldn't decide on a favorite part and just <laughs> cop out. Um, but in thinking about it further, I think I really liked the the little sections of the book where she talks and works with David and creates this they create this like really cool contraption together yes but she like allows him forgiveness Mm -hmm. and a place within her like you know people that she's leading Mm -hmm. and um i just thought that to me when i was really struggling a lot with some of her decisions and with like, the the magic, like, tainting her or whatever, that that was such a great example of who she truly is mm-hmm. and, like, the good person that she is. Right. Um, so that was a nice reminder to just, like, have that sprinkled throughout yeah. the book. Um, as a side note, I still can't get over all of these Russian names and, and David. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, but... Um, hmm. so how many favorite quotes did you have? <laughs> Only four. Only four. Oh my God. I might have more than you. <gasps> Ooh, maybe we'll have some crossover. Mm-hmm. Um, so my first one comes, um, after they've, um, so right. They were, they being Alina and Mal were, on the run and then they were captured by the darkling and they are on the ship back and it has appeared like Sturmhund Sturmund Sturmhund what how are you uh i think yeah i've been pronouncing it Sturmhund i think mhm that's what i was saying mostly too yeah 
Um, and it has appeared that he has, you know, shown his true colors. And then there's this big rescue scene, right? Like they they've seized the the um, uh, the water snake. I can't remember its name, <laughs> right? And uh, sort of this coup happens. And then mm. they get on the hummingbird and it flies, right? And she sort of exclaims, like, this is impossible. And then this is my favorite quote, or one of them. And Sturman says, when people say impossible, they usually mean improbable. And I just loved, you know, I'm a sucker for... Applicable. Oh my god, that's <laughs> one of my favorite quotes too. <laughs> Perfect. Um, it just I I, you know, I'm a sucker for those quotes that are applicable in everyday situations. And what a good reminder, mostly to myself, <laughs> that sometimes you know, when I'm really getting down about things and in my own head about stuff, um. One of my favorite things to say is, oh, that's impossible. I can't do that. That's impossible. And what a good reminder that it's probably not. It just might seem difficult <laughs> and yeah. not likely, but it's not impossible. Um, so that, yeah, was my... that was definitely one of my favorite quotes. I find that um, my favorite quotes aligned with my favorite character in this book. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I was just well, like, oh, my God, you're a genius. Like, like he's so... Nikolai Sturmhund is so great at just, like, playing everyone the way he needs to, and he's, like, such a, like, courtier or whatever, like, mm-hmm. really good at, like, political maneuvering. But he also and... seems, that underneath it all, again, hopefully I'm not gonna regret this later, <laughs> um, but underneath it all, even though he is playing everybody the way he wants it to, but it, it seems like for legitimately good reasons. You know. Mm-hmm. <sighs> oh yeah, I wasn't saying that in a bad way. Like, no, I know. To me, the, I, I was like admiring yeah. that quality about him because yeah. I don't have that. <laughs> I'm, I'm not <laughs> the greatest in all social situations. <laughs> I'm just awkward. <laughs> yep. Um. Yes. Um. All of those things. Um. Okay. So then, my next favorite quote is um, something that Tamar says to Alina when talking about, like, Grisha power um, and all of the pilgrims that are following them. And Alina's like, don't they know that I'm a fake? Like, isn't it just as bad that I'm pretending, even if I'm not, like, flat out, like, saying that I'm pretending, but, like, I'm letting them have this hope you know, and and um, she's like, I'm not a saint. And Tamar says to her, it doesn't matter what you are. It matters what you can do. Um, and I just thought that that was, again, <laughs> very applicable to many situations in life, right? But I just, I love the idea that it does not matter who you are. What truly matters is what you can do in this world. And this world, meaning the book, this world, meaning our actual world, yeah. Um, and the things that are most important in your life are the things that you can do for yourself and for other people, right? Like, those are the things that truly matter in this world. Mm-hmm. Um, My God, you're getting so deep on us so soon. I know. I know. I'm just like a really deep person. Um, 
So my next, and then of course, like I just got really sucked into the book. So I'm sure there were probably other quotes that I really liked, but like my two were from like relatively the beginning, like one page 120, page 180, and then like the end, like, (laughs) and there were like no time to stop for quotes in the middle. I do have notes from the the middle part, but yeah, no, (laughs) I had no time. I was too busy uh, figuring out what was going to happen next. Um. So my next quote, um, she says to Mal, uh, right before she decides to join the Darkling, um, and she looks at him and she says, I have loved you all my life, Mal. And then she says, there is no end to our story. Um, cause he's like, don't let it end this way. Like, don't let this mm-hmm. be right. Um, and I loved the idea that, the love you have for somebody, whether it's romantic love or familial love, whatever, um, carries on no matter what. And that there is no, like, I just, <laughs> it's so beautiful. And of course, I was like <laughs> sobbing, right? Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. I was a mess, of course. Um, um, and so I just thought it was just beautiful. And I just loved it. Um and then my last quote is the last little paragraph of the of the book of the after part, um, and it like gave me legitimate chills. Like my hair, the hair on my arms stood up. Like I was like, and it made me so ready for the next book. So I'm so excited. Um, but you know, so she joined. She joined the Darkling. We she figured out that her power could she could draw on his power like he can draw on hers. Um, and so she decides that she's going to, cause she's realized that making these, I don't know how to pronounce the name of <laughs> these yeah. dark, you know, winged Shadow beasts, things. Yeah. um, is killing him. So she's figured that out. And so she's going to just make him make as many as he can until they both die. Right. Like that's mm-hmm. her big plan. And <laughs> I'm both very grateful to Mal for saving her because I love her so much. I know, but I'm also but when, so mad at him. When you find out that he survived. Well, the and thing is, is right? So and like, is, like, now ruling. Yeah. So, like, one, so one of my notes right down here, at the, like, my last three notes are, like, oh, my God, she's so smart to have figured out that she can draw on his power, too. Brilliant. I love you, smart girl. And then my next note is, um... I literally wrote, um, excuse me? No one made sure he was dead. <laughs> yep. And then my last... And what do you know? And then my last he note... wasn't. Yep. My last note was, yep. And of course, he's still alive. So, um, I was... We can talk about that more in depth later, too. But I was just like, um... But yeah, I was so proud of her for figuring that out. Like, and like, so of course, I don't want her to have died. So part of me is really grateful to Mal for saving her. But then part of me is like, you were this close. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this close. And sometimes I say this not being in that situation ever in my life. Sometimes <laughs> you you sacrifice the one <laughs> to save the many, right? Like, you know. And I can say that because I've never been in that situation in my life. And I hope I never have to actually be in that situation. But speaking as a completely objective third party outsider with absolutely no personal interest in the matter, he should have let mm-hmm. her die. Um, a little she's the man quote there for anybody. Um, oh, good. Now I really <laughs> want to watch that movie. <laughs> like right now, stop recording. 
you we, can, we can just come back to it later. <laughs> yeah, I'll just hop on over to your house so we can watch it. Cause quick, I don't think quick little six-hour hop services. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, it's on HBO Max if you have that. Just as a side note. I don't have HBO Max. Well, then you suck. I'm gonna need to get it once the Friends reunion um, airs. Also true. That and I really want to watch Wonder Woman. 84. This is what happens. Why do there have to be so many freaking streaming services? Like, (laughs) I can't pay for all of them. (laughs) Well, that's what... It's funny because that's what experts were saying when Netflix, like, switched over to... Right? Because you used to just be able to order the discs and they'd come to your house. And then you started switching over to streaming. And everybody was like, oh, this is the future. Like, we don't ever have to pay for cable again. And at the time, I remember reading an article and... Um, I don't even know what to call them, like specialists. I don't know, like people who study this kind of stuff were mm-hmm. like, hey, just so you know, yeah, you can stop paying for cable. And for a few years, it'll be cheaper. But by the end of this, everybody's just going to have their own streaming service and you'll be paying just as much, if not more, than if you were just paying for cable. And everybody was like, no, they won't. But lo and behold, <laughs> they were correct. The future is here, and it does not look good. <laughs> um, so you just have to pick and choose. Now, the great thing to remember is that you can pick them up and then cancel your subscription, right? So if there's That's one true. streaming service that you only want for a certain thing, you can buy it for that month or two, you know. That's true. Just saying, it is possible. You don't have to pay for it all year long. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maybe I shouldn't have said that on a, on a, on a recorded podcast that <laughs> these streaming services can hear me. <laughs> no one listens to us anyways. It's fine. Also true. <laughs> um, okay. So. Sorry to go off on a tangent. Yes. That's, this. <laughs> right. So I was a little bit mad at him. I mostly glad that he didn't let her die. Um, and then she, you know, she's like basically dying and that was the other thing too like when after he saves her she's still like dying slash dead slash right and i'm like then what's the mnf in point right like literally you've made a fool out of her sacrifice right like if she still dies you have effectively erased her sacrifice Right? Like, mm-hmm. I was so mad at him <laughs> at the end of the book. Um, but also very grateful. It was it was a lot of, there's a lot of emotions going on. But at the end, her last paragraph, she's thinking about everything that has happened. Um, they get the news that he's still alive. Right? All of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And that he's ruling. Now they don't know what state he's in. Right? They don't know if he's healthy. They don't know if he's in the same boat that she's in. You know, where like, yeah. you know, basically on death's door. But he's in power. That's all they know. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's just, like, thinking to herself. And she, um, it says, The Darkling had told her he was destined to rule. He had claimed his throne and a part of her, too. He was welcome to it. For the living and the dead, she would make herself a reckoning. She would rise. And I was like... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes, she will. <laughs> I was like, you better watch out. She's coming for you. <laughs> oh my um, gosh. Yeah. So, that was such a great way to end 
this book. I know. I immediately wanted to pick up the next one, but then I was like, <laughs> knowing myself and the fact that I have to record this podcast before reading the next one, I thought it was probably just safest for everybody if I... That's what I did, too. I've I've looked at the third book so many times and, like, forced myself to walk away from it. Yeah. I was like, I need to just to, you know, to hopefully make sure that I um, don't do any accidental spoilers, that this is probably the best thing. Um, now, tell me, how many quotes did you have? Because you said you had more than I did? Yeah, so... No, I thought I had four, but I just noted the pages instead of noting the actual quotes. So I'm <laughs> pulled, not sure you about You pulled one. an Ellen? <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure about my first one. And my second one was yours that you already mentioned about the impossible and the improbable. And then... Um, Oh, let's see, let's see. So this is also Nikolai, um, except he's still Sturmhund at this point, and mm-hmm. I just thought it was hilarious um, when he's talking to Mal and... Oh, no, I guess it's been revealed that he's Nikolai at this point. Um, so Mal and Alina are talking to him. I think they're at the army camp and he, they're like talking in the tent Mm -hmm. and he says to them, please, he said in a conciliatory tone, sit, I don't know about you, but I find everything much more understandable when seated. (laughs) Something about circulation, I suspect. Reclining (laughs) is, of course, preferable, but I don't think we're on those kinds of terms yet. ridiculous like, <laughs> he's just so charming like yes oh my god I just I found it so funny that I had to just note it because it was just so great yeah um okay and then my next ones are I guess like Nikolai like lessons or sayings that he has imparted on Alina as she's learning from him. Um, and I was just like, wow, he's so wise. <laughs> and cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so they're kind of sprinkled throughout this page as she's like remembering them and like having them run through her head. So I'll just read them all off. The less you say the more weight your words will carry. Don't argue, never deign to deny, meet insults with laughter. Weakness is a guise. Wear it when they need to know you're human, but never when you feel it. Don't wish for bricks when you can build from stone. Use whatever or whoever is in front of you. Being a leader sometimes means, or sorry, being a leader means someone is always watching you. Get them to follow the little orders, and they'll follow the big ones. And then the final one is, it's okay to flout expectations, but never disappoint them. And I was just like, oh my god, if I needed to be a ruler, 
I would learn from Nikolai because he's just so wise, so brilliant. Mm-hmm. I thought all of those sayings were so great. Um, some of them applicable to just being like a leader in general and not just like a ruler, but trying to loot, if I can speak, lead a group (laughs) of people in any situation. Right. Um, I was just like, wow, you're really smart and wise and I'd follow you. (laughs) (laughs) And it has nothing to do with how he looks. (laughs) Nope. Nope. Not at all. Nope. (laughs) I didn't deny that as quickly as possible, did I? (laughs) No. You hesitated. Uh, um yeah he's <sighs> i just i'm very worried about our dear nikolai i know i know um okay so okay what i've noticed in the two books of hers that we've read so far <laughs> mm-hmm. is that she's very good at opening it and you think everything's fine and then bam everything is not fine <laughs> And, like, very quickly in the book, right? Like, she, um, I love this. Like, she does not waste any time to get the, like, not that I don't enjoy books where it takes a while for the action to build, because I certainly also love those. But I just adore that she does not waste any time, right? Because, like, literally my, it's my second note, because my first one's just a little funny little note. But uh, it's literally, oh, no, it's the Darkling on page 22. Like, (laughs) Right? Because we're like, oh, they're on the run. Like, they've made it across the fold. Like, blah, blah, blah. At the end of the first book, right? And we're like, we're not going to see the Darkling for chapters. And it's like, just kidding. (laughs) You know? My first note is, literally says, already? The Darkling found them already? That took five seconds. (laughs) Yeah. But also his explanation for how he found them, I was like, of course he did. And so then I was so mad at them, right? Because then I, because I, I didn't think about this when she mentioned that that's how they were going to get money in the first book by selling the hairpins. But I was like, why did you not sell all of them at once and then use the gold that would be, or silver or whatever kind of currency they use mm-hmm. from there? Because that's harder to track you <laughs> with just money, right? Like, as soon as he was like, you've left a really expensive trail and held up the hairpins. And I'm like, you idiots, Mal, you're supposed to be this big old tracker. And you couldn't think to not use these very specific yeah, hairpins. I mean, the only thing that I could think of as to why they did it the way they did is because the amount of money that you could get for one hairpin was a, a decent amount that they just couldn't care, physically carry all well, of that money, or I'm... they would be setting themselves <laughs> up to be robbed if sure. they carried that much money on them. Well, um, but they could have done something like logical. traded it, traded <laughs> it for something of like equal value, and then used that to like parcel out their resources. Okay, but that fine. would be really hard to do something like that. <laughs> fine, you're making a good point. Why? Thank you. <laughs> I mean, it still was a trail that, like, a direct trail like to a, them. Like a literal, so. like, they could have been, like, a find my iPhone. Find yeah, exactly. Find Just, Alina. like, follow the money. <laughs> yeah. And this was literally following the actual money. 
Oh, I was so bummed for them. So, but my first note, it just says goiter, LOL. Um, And it's from when they're in that little village. Oh, yes. (laughs) And she's been wearing this scarf. um, And she's like, why is everybody, and she's talking to Mal, and she's like, why is everybody looking at me? And he's like, well, I I told him you have a giant goiter, and that's why you wear the scarf all the time. And she was like, why would you tell them that? And he's like, well, because you're always wearing this scarf. And we had to, you know, I had to think of something. (laughs) And I just loved that goiter was his go-to. Right. (laughs) For that. Um, Yeah, there's definitely um, some great humor sprinkled in this book. mm -hmm. As evidenced by that and by one of my favorite quotes and... Yeah. Um, actually, that's really funny that you say that, because then one of my next notes, not directly my next one, but that doesn't really matter. We can always go back. Um, is they're on the boat with um, the Darkling, mm-hmm. and he's standing by the edge, and <laughs> Alina is thinking to herself, and she's like, so sure, he's hundreds of years old, but could he swim? Because she's thinking about pushing him <laughs> over the Oh my god, that's literally of one of my notes, too. Because <laughs> I just thought that so funny. <laughs> and it's like, I just love, because I can just see it, like right? Like, a temperamental, like, she's not, like, a teenager, right? Like, I think we figured out she's probably early 20s, like, 20 or early 20s. But, like, just, like, such a petulant, like, psh, yeah, sure, he's a hundred years old, hundreds of years old, but, like, psh, can he even swim? Like, <laughs> I, just, I just, and it's such a relatable thing. And I love that in characters, right? Like those little tidbits that really just make them seem human. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> um, no one wants to read about something that you can't identify, you know, identify with on some sort of level. Yeah, that's very true. Um, Let's see here. Okay, so, also. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say. If I thought the whole stag dying scene was horrifying and sad, the sea whip killing scene was, I was like sobbing. I was like, it was, oh my God. It was a lot. I don't, I don't know which one was worse for me. Um, but at first I was wondering whether they were actually saints that she was killing. Ooh. Um, Whoa, what kind of noise was that that I just made? <laughs> We're just going to move past it. Don't, don't yeah, think about like, it. Yeah, <laughs> like we know that that's incorrect now after reading the yeah. book. But when she's given that little red book that she had been given by What's-His-Face. Um, the Apparat? Yeah, that's like a book of saints and stuff. Um, yeah. I was like, oh my god, is that why they're so powerful? Because they're actually saints? Uh, the answer to that is no. That right. is incorrect. That's a good theory, though. Mm-hmm. I like that. Thanks. I thought it was a good theory, too. <laughs> but, you know, you win some, you lose some. Um, yeah. Um, actually, one of the, my theories that, um, speaking of theories, uh, one of my theories that kind of panned out, um, was the whole, um, like, after she was at the palace again and she keeps seeing the darkling places um almost immediately i was like no he's like he's watching her like he can see her right because she's like is it an illusion am i going crazy am i you know like what's like what's going on Mm -hmm. and i was like no i bet he's 
And then especially after the one instance where he touches her, right? I was like, he's definitely, like, somehow there without being there. Because, wait, which of the Star Wars movies have you seen? <laughs> uh, have you the seen original... the three new ones? I've, I haven't seen the final newest one, no. Well, then I guess never mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll just say because of what is explained. I mean, you see it a little bit in um, the second one, right? With Kylo Ren and Rey mm-hmm. doing something. Where they're like there but not there with right. the magic. Um, yeah. okay. And it gets explained as to why that's happening in the third one, but I won't tell you oh. what. But that's yeah. I really need to watch that one. You know, but I don't have Disney Plus, so you know, there are many things you need to watch. (laughs) Yes, this is accurate. (laughs) That is not even an understatement. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's a little ridiculous, but that's fine. That'll be our our additional podcast. Let's shame Alex for what she hasn't seen in her lifetime. <laughs> Perfect. I'm I'm on board. It seems like a very productive, not mean at all podcast. <laughs> and it could be that could go on for many years. Like if even if we did a weekly podcast, like there are just so many things that I haven't seen. Um, oh no, we won't shame you for it. It's fine. Um. So I had another. Um, Theory. I guess prediction theory, whatever. Yeah. Um, that isn't really explained, but I wonder if it has to do with the Darkling being able to like be there but not be there. Okay. Um, Let's hear it. So she gets bitten on the shoulder by oh, one of his mm-hmm. like shadow creatures yeah. mm-hmm. and it like doesn't heal. Right. And so I was wondering if like that could be one of the worst things that could happen to her because he would be able to track her mm-hmm. through. I it. thought about that too. I wonder if it'll be maybe we'll find out in the in the last book. The Nichev mm-hmm. the Nichevoya. Yeah, I don't speak Russian, so I have no idea if that's well, even clearly close that to was or not. That was per- per- perfect pronunciation on my part clearly mm, so. mm-hmm. yeah sorry i don't even know why i questioned you i mean <laughs> duh <laughs> come on uh. um and all of the russian that i speak in my spare time mm-hmm. <laughs> my mom speaks a little bit of russian i oh. think she took that Did she takes some in high school or in college that's awesome yeah she t- she took french german and russian um French for the longest, though. Her German and Russian are only, like, little sprinkles of words that she remembers, basically. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. I think I knew the French part. Maybe I knew the other things. No. I didn't know the Russian, for sure. But... Yeah, yeah. I think it was just, like, she took, like, a class or two. Sure. Kind of thing. That's really cool. Yeah. Uh, so maybe she could help us pronounce these. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> Did you have any other theories that panned out for you? Um. So, I don't know if I can, like, legitimately claim this or not. <laughs> but. Okay. So, my next note is that my spidey sense is tingling. 
And that, like, I wasn't sure what that was telling me, but just the fact that, like, Alina thinks that Sturmhund's face looks odd and that he, like, specifically turned away from the light so he was more in the shadows in one instance when he noticed her looking at his face. Yeah. I was just like, oh, something, there's something important about his face. Like, there's something more going on here that we don't know about. Yeah, that's and interesting. Then, and then, and of course, then we find right, out. Right, but then right before we find out that he's the prince, I was like, oh my god, he's the prince! But it was, like, literally, like, maybe a page or two before it's revealed. So I don't I know that I can actually, I think like, count that as... I think I think that counts um, if you... Yeah, that definitely counts. Yeah, it was, it was as soon as they had landed and then... The guards were showing up? Yeah, the guards were Mm -hmm. showing up. And I was like, oh my god, this is what's going to happen. (laughs) Um, Well, look at you. It's actually really funny. So I I did note that part where he sort of turned his face away from her. But in my head, it was... um, Because, of course, the way he's described is not, like, bulbous, bumpy nose and, and all of this stuff. Like, when he is being tailored to look like Stormund. Stormhund. I don't even know. Think I don't think I was pronouncing it fully. And then, of course, after that, he was just Nikolai. Um. Um. So I guess p- part of me thought it was just like a he was uncomfortable with her staring at him because mm-hmm. of how he looked was what I was thinking it was happening. But um, I was wrong. <laughs> So you didn't see that coming at all. You were totally surprised when they revealed that he was the yeah. Because I also forgot that there were two princes, right? And so like she had already met the prince. So like, why would I even think? Because the second one was traveling and was never at yeah, court. Alex, I forgot that. Okay. <laughs> I forgot that until I remembered a page before it was revealed. Well, basically. can I tell you? I forgot that until I remembered when they told me. <laughs> <laughs> can I call it remembering if they had to spell it out for me? <laughs> uh... I mean, I think technically, yes, I can count it as remembering. because yeah, it all I... came back to you right. like, once that memory was triggered. Correct. However, they did have to lay it out for me. Because, of course, there's the part where, like... She, like, um, yeah, I, I'm a little bit embarrassed because, like, there's even that whole part where she, like, first she sees him and he's, it's still him, but he doesn't look anything like himself. And I should have really been, like, more concerned about that than I was. And I, and I wasn't. <laughs> I mean, I was, like, intrigued. I was, like, why doesn't he look the same? But that was about as far as it went. Like, it <laughs> I just, I, I let myself down and I let the whole world down. Oh, oh, is that, is that an accurate representation of what's going on here? Yes. Um, I have a quote, I have a quote, I have a note that is confusing me here, which is not new or surprising in case <laughs> anybody was wondering. Um, cause I tried to write something brief so I would remember, but it's a little too, because <laughs> it just says, maybe maybe before I look at the page, maybe you can remind me. It says, taking her to his client, he versus she, keep an open mind. 
Mm, I don't know where you were going with that. Oh, sure. yes. I loved this little interchange exchange between Alina and Sturmhund. Um, and, um, because they're on the hummingbird now, and he's like, you'll need something. He lets her keep the story Sanctia, right? The, her, her little book. And he's like, well, first of all, it's yours. I'm not going to keep something that doesn't belong to me but then also you need something to keep you busy while I take you to my client and then or uh, to Oscarvo is what he says and then they're, they're like we're, we're going back to West Ravka and he's like I'm taking to meet my client that's really all I can tell you and then she says who is he what does he want from me and he goes are you so sure it's a he like what if I'm taking you to the Fjordan queen and she's like are you and he's like no, but it's it's always good to keep an open mind. <laughs> Again, he's so great. Yeah. Um, so that's what I was talking about. But I just, uh-huh. just so funny. And um, I just hope I, I hope he's, I hope he's a good guy. <laughs> uh, how about I hope he's alive. Okay. Yes, that too. But let's start. Let's start there with our um, hopes and dreams and expectations of the third. I'm, book. I'm, I am clinging. I'm going. I'll say it flat out. I think he's still alive because he was big enough of a character that I don't think they would just have him die off book, off page. Right? Like it would make sense for the king to die off off the page or the queen or mm-hmm. um so like somebody else <laughs> um like it even made sense right like at the end when she, when alina goes back to to the little palace and like marie has been killed right it made sense for her to have been killed off the page because she's not she was kind of a character in the first one but like right like mm-hmm. it made sense for her to have been killed I keep wanting right. to say off screen. <laughs> um, but I think he's too big of a character to have just been killed. Right? And I also think he's too scrappy to have been killed. Mm. Something happened and he made it out. So. All right. I'm just. I. I'm making my prediction now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm making it. I do declare. Um, <laughs> that. Um, so, yeah. my next notes um, are basically me being really nervous about all the amplifiers and wondering what having the power from all three would do to her. Um, and I thought that what is it? My note says her greed and need for power are going to be really problematic and potentially break her. <gasps> That's interesting. So I had a very different feeling about, I think, the same passage, which is really funny because this is one of my next notes, too. Um, interesting. Finish your thought and then I'll... I don't want to cut you off. Finish your thought and I'll go next. Well, that was just... That was or 
or if that, that was, was the end just of your basically thought. it was like throwing that out there that like i was really struggling with the amplifiers and the effects of the second one and so i'm like i was super nervous about it at the beginning of this book when she gets the second amplifier and then you start seeing these changes in her and i'm even more nervous for the third book yeah for the possibility of the third amplifier especially after she talks with bagra about it and she tells her you know some of the history behind the amplifiers and yeah yeah so i just don't have good good feelings here i'm holding on to the the hope that lee bardugo would not write three books where her protagonist turns into an evil monster at the end of it (laughs) right so that's what i'm holding on hope to um, I could certainly be wrong, and how fascinating that would be if she did, right? Like, that would be kind of groundbreaking. Um, um, uh, Game of Thrones. Girl, we don't even have enough time to get started on that. <laughs> we'll have to have, we can just have a separate, like, second episode for this book. Just called Ellen's Feelings About Game of Thrones. <laughs> Specifically, our feelings about the final season of Game of Thrones. Right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Ellen and Alex's feelings about the final season of Game of Thrones. Um, Okay. (laughs) Um, It would be groundbreaking if she did it in a way that made sense. How about, I'll just say it like that, right? Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Because... Because it didn't really make sense. Cough, cough. Game of Thrones, it didn't make sense. <laughs> um, so I'm sort of clinging to that to that um, hope. And so my first note about this comes before we get any, like, so we get the only indication that we got was that maybe something was wrong was she puts the, they put the final scale in place. It makes the... They're calling it something else. I just call it a bracelet <laughs> on her wrist. And she has that surge of power that is almost uncontrollable. But then she gets mm-hmm. it under control. And so then, of course, my gullible ass was like, that's great. <laughs> like, because, and she does. And like, and for the most part, she does have it under control, right? Like, for the most part, she has some blips. Like, it happens. But especially at that point in time, seemingly she has it very under control right and it was and she sort of explains it like her body just needed to adjust to the new power right and it seemed plausible that that was accurate (laughs) um and then um she there's this little passage that i saw very differently than sort of how you were saying it um um and let me um and yeah so she's talking to mal and um he is like he's of course nervous and understandably nervous about it um and um and she basically says um, 
he's like, so your answer to, he's like, this, your answer to stopping the Darkling is the second amplifier. And she says, for now. And he says, for now. Um, and he's shocked and he's like, oh my gosh, you're so greedy and blah, 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 blah. And, um, she sort of has this realization that she wants the power, right? And she's, so she says to herself or thinks to herself, um, I looked up at the star-filled sky. The night was velvety black and strewn with jewels. The hunger struck me suddenly. I want them, I thought. All that light, all that power, I want it all. And I had this interesting thought in my head at the time before things got a little more dicey with her magic. How refreshing it would be because there's there's nothing inherently well okay there's the whole with great power comes great responsibility thing that we've Mm -hmm. heard our whole lives and all that stuff and we know that unfortunately power and corruption generally do go hand in hand Mm -hmm. but in there is nothing wrong with wanting to be powerful right like that desire there is nothing inherently wrong with that feeling it's generally the other stuff that accompanies that power that is is Mm -hmm. the concerning part of it so i had a brief thought where i was like how refreshing it could be to have your protagonist admit she wants to be powerful she wants to be able to defeat the darkling without even thinking about it like she wants to and and that would and that's okay. It's how you deal with the power that you've got that makes the power not mm-hmm. you know, right? Because like so I'm not articulating it very <laughs> I can't even say the word articulating. I'm not articulating it quite as clearly as I thought of it, but like I had hoped that maybe we were going to see her stepping into this power without any hiccups but then of course now sitting here i'm like but then that's kind of boring right like she steps into the power and everything's fine like so i do understand why it didn't go that direction but i thought what Mm -hmm. an interesting way to um i didn't see it as greed you know i just saw it as an admission you know yeah i think i was clouded by Mal's perspective mm. for sure and and thinking about it now I don't think it's super out of character for her but when I read it it felt very out of the sure blue. yeah um but of course it would make sense that this girl who's been a nothing orphan all her life would want to be powerful and accepted and yeah yeah that's very true I'm really hoping that, as a side note, I'm really hoping that we find out more about where she comes from. Yes, I think, well, we now know that they're going to be probably going to their... Well, they were going to be going. Yeah. And, and probably they will go as They'll well. But go um, Yeah, I mean, I... There's definitely something going on with that because, like, I think that Mal also has magic. Like, I don't know if you agree with that, but the fact that he can track the way that he can, I think there's a magical component to that. Interesting. I could be completely wrong, and I think, again, it goes back to where they're from, 
like something to do with that. I don't know what. Um, um, but hmm. yeah, we'll see that that prediction will probably be proven wrong, but that's oh, but just, maybe not. But maybe but we'll I find maybe we'll find something else. Um, my next note. Um, can we talk about Tamar and Tolia? Yeah. I just love them. I really do. I love... I was very taken aback and a little betrayed when we find out that they're... Whatchamacallits? The, like, followers. Pilgrims. Um, the pilgrims, yeah. Yeah. But um, outside of that, yeah, I really like them. I was a little taken aback, but it wasn't... It made sense. Like, with what we had seen... Yes, like, when you... Because there were little tidbits that, yeah. like, made... And the other thing yeah. that I appreciated about their belief in her, right, was they've they've seen her. They know her. They know what she can do. And they still believe that in her. Like, that's what I loved about it. Like, I also felt a little bit like, oh, shit. Like... <laughs> Um, but, but then as I sort of sat with it a little bit more, I sort of loved that kind of like what Tamar was saying, right? Like, it doesn't matter who you are. It matters what you can do. And they've seen what she can do. And it has just solidified that belief that she is going to be the one to help them. Mm -hmm. Right? So, um, but I just, I loved the juxtaposition of like them being twins but he's like massive and she's like slight like you know like I just loved um I just loved them period is it yeah I really I really appreciated them as an example of what Grisha can be and a way to like integrate non-Grisha and Grisha in that they don't rely on their powers. Like, that's their last Mm -hmm. resort. They're, like, super crazy skilled. Yeah. um, I loved that In terms of, like, defending themselves. And you, like, wouldn't even know that they're Grisha. Right. Exactly. Uh, I love that whole scene where they were sparring and um, Alina was talking with Botkin. And... Um, I don't remember which one said it now, but, like, I think it was Botkin was talking about how they use their magic like just another tool in their arsenal, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just mm-hmm. another weapon in their arsenal. It's not the only weapon, in, you know, like like you were just saying, right? right? right. Like and it he... doesn't define them. Exactly. Like it does for a lot of the yeah. Grisha. Um... And I think it's also, um, but also it, it being my love for them, (laughs) it's just like, they're just, they're funny, they're supportive, they, I love that they volunteered to be the ones to get her off the boat Mm -hmm. and onto the hummingbird. Like everybody else was like, not (laughs) gonna have it and like would have been ordered to do it. And they were like, oh no, we'll do it. Like... (laughs) You know, I just loved, um, I just loved them so much. And yeah, I say that in the pretty great characters. But, um, 
Um, my next notes are just little tidbits where it's like, I could see Mal getting farther and farther away from her. Right? Yeah. Like, um, the whole part where they're talking about three amplifiers, he was angry, right? Like, I'm like, oh, here's, he's going down one path and thinks she should go down one path. And then, of course, the part of me that's like, you don't get to tell her what to do. Like, <laughs> that reared its ugly head for a little bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I was like, she gets to make her own decisions. She is her own person. She is, you know, sh- shut up, Mal. <laughs> um, and then there's a part where they, like, kiss goodbye or something. And she notes that there's something mournful in the touch of, in the brush of his lips. Um, and I was like, yeah, she's losing him. Like, mm. he's turning away. Um, that just, yeah, that made me really sad. Yeah. My next note just says, I hope Tamar becomes the friend Alina deserves and needs post-Genya. Because, of course, Genya is alive. She's, um, that part where Alina looks at her, um, and was like, were you ever really my friend? Just, like, broke my heart. I know. And then when she returns with the darkling again at the end of the book and he has and let his see <sighs> and he's let his nichenyaja <laughs> isn't that beautiful pronunciation uh-huh um i think i need to just write down some of these words just to have on hand for when we talk in the future nichevoya um like feed on her or just bite her a bunch like can I tell you, I have a note here at the end, and I was like, for many reasons, right? In the first book, I was like, I'm still holding out hope that he, he, there's a sliver of something in there, right? At, and then at the end of this, <laughs> I wrote, <laughs> I'm fucking done with him. <laughs> I was like, there's so much. I was like, after so much, but especially what he did to Genya yet again right like he gave her away like property to the king to be or queen technically but like to be used and abused by them and then he constantly despite the fact that he like gave her a promotion is using and abusing her and then to let his I just call them shadow creatures (laughs) to let the Nichevoya do that to her? No. I'm, like, done. You've burned yeah, your Yeah, I'm pretty bridge. sure whenever I read that word, I just go, nah. <laughs> and then <laughs> just, like, move on. <laughs> I've got it now. Nechevoya. I don't know what the apostrophe in the middle of it means, but... Yeah, I wonder. I think he could have been redeemable if his magic hadn't altered the way that it did. Right. Um, actually, I think he could have even been redeemable as of the beginning of the book, right? Like, even after his magic changed, I think there could have been a point when he recaptured her, right? Like, there could have been a point before he let it bite, before he let it bite her, like, all of that stuff, like, right there in the middle 
there could have been a point that if they had gone left instead of right, <laughs> you mm. know. Um, yeah. But. I don't know. I think Well, bec- whatever I, happened to him in the fold, like, very fundamentally, like, changed him, I think. Um, Not just. It's interesting because I, I, I was looking at it as it changed his magic and then when left unchecked that's what changed him oh okay right because he's because he's not perspectives because he's not because remember he's not using his magic he's using or grisha power right he's usually using witchcraft or magic magic right like and that's Mm -hmm. um that's what's eating away at him and that's what's killing him um, and I think if there had been, I don't know what it could have been that would have redeemed him, but in that point where she was back with him, um, if somehow she would have been able to turn him away from it, he would have, even with his new power, would have been redeemable, right? Like, hmm. okay. Um, that's interesting. Very slim, that. very slim sliver of time. There was not much time. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm done. Which is interesting because uh, I I thankfully have not in my because these books have been out for a while, right? And I've seen little things about them here and there, um, but not much. And thankfully, no spoilers really. But I've seen it mentioned places. That people love the Darkling. And I'm like, so clearly, I'm assuming something must happen in the third book that maybe it does, like, redeem him. But, like, people love him. Like, I actually just, I just actually ordered um, candles from this place on Etsy and they sent me sample tea lights. And one of the sample tea lights is called the Darkling. And by the way, it does smell very good. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but like, so something, I don't know what happens, but something must happen or people are just really okay with him being, you know, <laughs> this interesting, her- horrific, <laughs> murdery character. Very interesting. Huh. Well, we'll have to um, let you all know next week. Once we right. read the third book, uh, what we think, if anything, changes. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to talk about their time in the fold because I was kind of confused by some of it. Okay. Um, so I'm hoping that you can shine a light on some <laughs> of my questions, basically. I can, because surprise, I am also a sun summoner. I can't even say it. <laughs> sun summoner. <laughs> Okay. Wow, yeah. all these years I've known you and I didn't pick up on that? Yeah. Well, uh, now that I've ruined my own joke, I guess we can just continue. <laughs> <laughs> so, her experience in the fold this time is very different than her previous experience. And she, like, has this extra awareness and the Volcra cries like sound like human screaming and she's like really just struggling 
with what they're doing. And then she also sees the Darkling in the fold, too. So, like, my only thought was, like, either the bite in her shoulder is somehow, like, some of the magic that the Darkling pulled from the fold. And so the whole, like, like calls to like, because she has some of that on her shoulder, Mm -hmm. that it's changing her perceptions. Or having the second amplifier and, like, her power, her her own power is oh that's really funny is like is darker and because you know how my perception has become that like these amplifiers are going to make her mad right and so that's um, really interesting so i um my thought was it was different in the fold because of what happened at the end of the first book and whatever changed the darkling's power changed the fold Right? So him using her power to absorb that town (laughs) Uh, and whatever made the fold start growing, which was her power too, right? Like something in the mixing of their powers is what um, changed that because um, there's a point when they're in the fold where um, she notes that the Volcra aren't scared of her light anymore um like before she would put the light and they would just stay away but this time she put up the light and they were still attacking um and so she notes that they're not scared of it anymore and that sort of made me think Mm. so something happened so now they do sound more human and i thought that they probably sounded more human because there were fresh volcra if the, you know, like, right, because the Volcra that were in there were the one, th- in theory, they're leading you to believe that the Volcra that were in there in the first book were all of the people that had been living in those towns when the fold first, or descendant, or whatever, right? Like, right. And so now that there are fresh Volcra, is what I was thinking was happening, because of all of the people who are now in there from that new town, they sounded oh. more human because they were fresh, is what I was is like what I was thinking. Interesting. But it seemed to me like she was the only one who was hearing that. So then that well, we don't know. We don't know how other people were perceiving it though, right? Like That's true. That's true. I guess my, I just assumed that that was something distinctly mm-hmm. like her own experience, but that's definitely possible that it's not. I don't know. That's what I love about books is that we we can read the exact same thing and have two very different thoughts about it mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying i do um so sorry that i don't have a uh um a little bit more um you can't give me a definitive answer yeah sorry <sighs> how disappointing um um so my next note yeah comes when um I forget at which point Elena and Nikolai are having a conversation so I don't know if you have anything from before he's revealed as the prince Uh, actually no actually actually yes I have a very important note it says (gasps) a 
flying boat with four exclamation points. <laughs> so wow, yeah, that that would have been really sad if we had missed you revealing that comment. Correct. <laughs> Despite the fact that we've already definitely talked about the flying boat. Um, but like, what a cool concept, right? Like, uh-huh. I love it. He's so smart. That Nikolai. He is. He is. He is. So. My next note is just that, like, I thought it was going to be really problematic that Alina kept to herself, or I guess I think Alina and Mal kept to themselves from Nikolai the information that the Darkling is the OG Darkling. Ooh. Now that you've said that, I'm also very worried about that. (laughs) Yeah. So that didn't present itself as a problem in this book, but I think there's definitely still a potential. Especially if, knock on wood, he's alive, which I'm choosing to believe that he is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah so I was not worried. Nervous about Yet that. again, an instance where I was not worried about it, and now you've brought it up and now i'm very worried about it alex well i mean we could be worrying for no good reason also true um um yeah interesting so my <laughs> chronologically my next note is what he's the prince <laughs> right going back to the, i didn't see it coming um and then my next one is <laughs> omg she punched the prince <laughs> And I just loved that her first response after it is revealed that he is the crown prince is to just punch him. <laughs> and I just like if I didn't al- if I didn't already love her, like oh my god, I just <laughs> mm-hmm. I just love it. Like yeah, that was pretty great. Um um, my next note just says, uh-oh, she almost killed Sergei. Oh my god, that was my next note, too. Oh my gosh, twinsies! We are! <laughs> yeah, I, that was very concerning to me, yeah. and I think that was one of the biggest things that really just, well, it's, so I have that note about, like, I can't believe that she almost did that, and then right afterwards, um, I don't know if she went right to Bagra, right after that but it's the note that i have right after that right that's saying that um Pog reminds her that like like calls to like and that the power is changing her Mm. and that madness is what will happen if she gets the third amplifier um so then i was like oh my god like that's why she almost killed sergey on a whim is because like these amplifiers are making her mad um so i was that was like my perception of her and her magic through this entire book and like really clouded my judgment which obviously it was very different for you well i mean yes and no right like i'm i'm worried about these instances but she also seemed to at least learn a little bit after each one of them right like so, yes, I'm worried, but I'm also, I think probably, because I've been thinking about it since we first sort of t- talked about it, mm-hmm. um, I think what it is for me is that I'm hopeful, 
because like part of me also wants her to get the third one, right? Like, um, but I I'm hopeful that her arc in this third book is going to be yes, she gets it, and then I'm hopeful that it also includes her overcoming that like madness part of it, right? Like she mm-hmm. does fully get a handle on it or yeah yeah i mean that's my hope too like i don't think she can defeat the darkling without the third amplifier so right especially you know she'll regain her strength they'll go find it have some something happen and especially now that maybe she doesn't have any magic like that's i'm very concerned about that like so part of me is like, will the third amplifier help bring everything back? Right? Like, will... Oh my god, how did I totally forget that she has no magic? Or she can't call it, right? Like, and she doesn't... Yeah. Of course, she doesn't know if it's just because she's too weak or if it's actually gone, right? Like, mm-hmm. um... Shoot, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, yeah. she... Also, <laughs> quick side note, her description at the end of this book, right, after she... Um, almost died, right? And it talks about her skin is, like, stretched too much over her bones and her hair is, like, stark white and crazy. And um, (laughs) I was picturing... (laughs) I was picturing Cruella de Vil from the animated um, 101 Dalmatians, right? With, like, the super sharp cheekbones and the Mm. frizzy hair and, like, stick thin. And I was like... So she probably doesn't look quite like that, but... (laughs) (laughs) That's what I was, that was the picture that I had in my mind. Oh my gosh, um, that's so awesome. Just in case uh, you were wondering what I was picturing of her at the end of the book. That is really great. Well, I want to backtrack a little bit. No, and... we can never go back. Never look back, darling. <laughs> I've got to do it anyways. Okay, fine. So, um... I don't know exactly when I wrote this note in the book. <laughs> it happens. But I almost stopped reading the book. <gasps> when? I don't know. Oh. Um, <laughs> you literally just wrote, I almost stopped reading? My note is, I almost want to stop reading this book. I can't see any good options or outcomes as of now and don't know that I want to read what will come next. And you didn't put a page number? I think I think it was after, like, the Sergei incident and then her talking with Bagra and me just being like, oh, my God, she's Got going it. to go mad. There's no other possibility. Like, that's what's going to happen. And I don't Got want it. to read that. Um, like, because there's no way for her to get rid of her amplifiers like yeah i i was spiraling hardcore um in the middle <laughs> i'm of so this sorry <laughs> <laughs> and was just like i can't handle this um i did finish reading it 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 did end um better than i anticipated sure sure <laughs> so i'm i'm more optimistic in starting the third book but there was a point in there where i was like I don't know if I could do this. Um, can I tell you the part where I was really, I not that I was not going to finish it, but the part that I really struggled with was um, the misunderstanding that happened when she and Mal were in her room, technically, right? But like the Darkling's room in actual, like before it was her room. 
and um, they're going in to kiss, and then she sees the Darkling over his shoulder. And she flinches, and Mal refuses to listen to what she's saying to him. And she refuses to actually tell him what's going on, despite the fact that he has shown her that he will be there kind of no matter what, even if he doesn't agree with it, right? And mm-hmm. I was so mad at the both of them. <laughs> um, <laughs> and also the Darkling, as a side note. Because, <laughs> of course, at this point, I had decided that he was somehow watching her through this projection. Um, and, um, like, I was just... And that just broke my heart, like the hurt, like the hurt that it caused him, and then her, and then when he she goes to find him fighting, and he makes out with Zoya, I was like, oh god, I was like, this is, oh no, like <laughs> I, that was the spiral I was on because I was, I was like, oh god, this is, it's all just, it's all getting, it's all going wrong, and and just because I like Nikolai more, at least in this book doesn't mean that I don't want him Mal in her life or her in Mal's life right mm-hmm. like even if they don't end up together romantically I want them to still have that solid friendship that they have like I want them to be there for each other um and I just I was I was definitely on that spiral with you yeah right there with like you. I just um and uh, although I did love that little bit right th- right in the middle of that spiral of her and Nikolai on the pier together um and like them being really cute together and then his beautiful thing like I want to kiss you again but when you want me to kiss you and not to forget like I just god he's so smart like <laughs> like <laughs> um and that's also what gives me hope that he really is truly, like, doing all of this for good reasons also, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because you see the little glimpses of, like, him underneath all the charm and the all, right? And, like, so I just, <laughs> but I was just, like, <laughs> um, and then I, I did love that she even had that moment after she saw Mal kissing Zoya where she was, like, who am I even to talk? I was literally just about to kiss Nikolai, like, I did like that she did also have this moment where she was acknowledging that, yes, she was feeling this pain, but also at the bottom of all of this, um, you know, it um, was maybe also a little unfair because right. of what she, like, I liked that she was acknowledging that it was a little bit of a double standard, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, so... um all of my final comments actually have to do with Alina and Mal. Yeah. Um, so one was, like, she needs to tell Mal that she's been seeing the Darkling, like, all mm-hmm. over the place. Like, this is going to end poorly. We all know that keeping information Absolutely. from significant others yep. is just or a really anybody bad idea. That, or anybody that's close to you, that you want to yes. keep close to you. Yeah. Um, so that was one note. Another that I had was, so I know she's trying to change, like, the way that the Grisha do things and the culture. And I had a lot of problems with the way that she was going about doing it. Mm. But, I mean, at the same time, like, 
I'm not in her shoes, so Mm -hmm. I can't know the best way to do things. But one of the things that really stuck out to me was that she just totally went along with thinking that she needed to hide her relationship with Mal. Like, if she's really trying to make changes and um, blur the lines between Grisha and non-Grisha and put everyone more on an equitable playing field, I thought... like. That really, the fact that she went along and was like, oh, yeah, no, like, I can't be seen with a non, dating a non-Grisha, mm. to me, was a sure. bad move. Yeah, I, I totally see that part of it. My thought was that she was still holding on to what Nikolai had asked her of at least pretending like there was maybe something between her and Nikolai, right? Because that's what he had sort Which, of... Right, which I don't think was a good idea. Sure. I mean, no, but also <laughs> because I'm a kind of okay with it, I'm like, because mm. yeah, like... <laughs> but then that's like completely betraying. Like that also too is one of the reasons why their relationship, yeah, struggled so much is because of her decision to keep them a secret well it wasn't just her decision though too like right she just she did decide to keep them a secret but then he also decided that he was instead of talking to her about it she had things to talk to him about too (laughs) he went on hunting parties and he let his wound fester instead of talking to her about it right Mm -hmm. um yes but who actually healthfully digests and deals with everything me obviously duh oh uh-huh <laughs> um in case uh, anybody listening can't tell that is a joke um yes <laughs> nobody does but we i like to hold book characters to much higher standards than real characters <laughs> or real gotcha. people Real characters. Um, my next note, that's really funny that that was sort of your last notes. My next note is, so she tells him the truth, finally, and he turns around and walks away. He told her he would never walk away from her. And then she finally, too late, yes, <laughs> but she finally tells him and... And actually, I would have even accepted it more if he would have, like, if he would have said something like, you should have told me that sooner. You should have done that. Like, if he had fought back a little bit, even if he was still stormed away at the end of it, that would have been better for me than him not saying anything and then walking away from her, right? Like, I don't know. For me, it... It wasn't him leaving her. It was him just that, like, gut reaction of, like, I can't handle this. I need space to process this. Like, he didn't, like, leave her, leave her. He just, like, left the room, left the confrontation. Hmm. That's kind of how I Mm -hmm. saw that. The grabbing Um, the bottle of alcohol seemed pretty final to me. (laughs) Like, I don't know. That's, again, interesting. Um... Yeah, we're really seeing not seeing eye to eye on a lot of stuff in this book. <laughs> That's which okay. Is very I interesting like to me. I pro- that probably hopefully makes it a little bit more interesting. Yeah, to listen um, to. Um, so my final note 
is and I don't know I don't remember exactly when this is but there was like some kind of jolt between Mal and Alina's hands oh yeah when he when he like fully closed his hand around her wrist yeah yeah and it hurt both of them yeah so Mm -hmm. like what the heck was that well I'm I'm hoping that the third book will tell us (laughs) um what you don't have the answers for me Ellen come on I'm sorry I don't um yeah I'm intrigued by that too because then it happened again when he saves her from killing herself with the Darkling. Mm-hmm. So, um... Another reason why I think there's something magical about him and something to do with... Yeah, maybe. The fact that good... they never talk about their, like, village and, like, where they're actually from and right. stuff like that. Um, yeah, I'm that's interesting. I'm very intrigued to see... Yeah, I'm ex- like, Me too. plays out. <laughs> Um, so we talked about my last, last notes already, um, right? Um, but part of, so the, I'm so done with him for many reasons, but, and like, so that part was so awful to see what he had done to Genya yet again. But then also, um, the beautiful moment where like David, like still went to her and like, just tears. But, like, for the Darkling to blame what he did to Genya on Alina, I was like, no. Mm-mm. Nope. Done. Like, <laughs> I was like, I washed my hands of you. Like, I'm done. I don't care. Now, of course, it, the pain is fresh. <laughs> so maybe, so maybe he, if he does get a redemption and great, great. I'm still angry. <laughs> That's totally fair. Um, So I guess we'll have to see at the end of the third book if I'm Mm -hmm. also still angry. But as of this particular moment in time, I don't care what he does in the future. I am done with him. For now. (laughs) (laughs) Because also I will admit that there is still a part of me that is mourning who I thought he was. Right? Or who we all thought he Mm -hmm. was. Right? Mm -hmm. Or Um, the possibility of who he could be. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just my almost last notes were was, holy shit, Vasily let them in. Right? Like, oh, oh, my God. Oh. And then of, and then I went, oh, his arm got torn off. And then I was like, holy fucking shit. And then I goes and then I go, oh, now he's dead. Because <laughs> it just it just happened so fast. And like I know, like you're totally unprepared. And I was, but honestly, I was also I was totally okay with it. I was like, (laughs) bye. (laughs) Oh yeah, totally fine with that. But because now, if Nikolai's alive, he doesn't have to fight anybody for the throne. He just gets Mm -hmm. it. Well, except for the the Darkling. Alina will be doing that fighting, obviously. Oh okay, I've decided. We don't have to read the third book. I've just decided how it's here's how here's how it's gonna go. She's gonna get the third amplifier. She's gonna fight the Darkling. She's gonna win. She's not gonna go crazy. Nikolai is gonna be on the throne, and I wouldn't be mad if she ended up queen. I also maybe wouldn't be mad. I would be 
a little more mad if she ended up with Mal, but not totally mad. <laughs> like, it's also an acceptable outcome. <laughs> okay. I okay. would, however, a little bit prefer if she ended up queen. Just because I mm. love her so much and she deserves the world. <laughs> um... So there are my predictions. Okay. We'll see which of them. Because I've also decided that the king is definitely dead or close to dead. Like, because he was having such a hard time as they were fleeing. Like, I don't think that there's any way whether he was killed by the. I had it before and now I've (laughs) lost it again. The shadow. So whether he was killed by the shadow things or whether he just dies from the exertion of running for his life, I don't think he... Or Hmm. if he's not dead, he's close to it, right? Like, I don't think he's got... I don't think he's long for this world. Mm -hmm. Um... So I think those are my predictions for the last one. Anything else you want to talk about? I don't think so. I'm very excited to read the next book. I know. Um, Yeah, I'm excited to read this one. I'm excited to read all the next books um, that are in the same world. I don't know anything more about it than they're in the same world, but they're different series. So I'm excited for those. It's just going to be great. (laughs) Um, As always, you can find us on social media. We're on uh, Twitter at UPMPodOfficial. We are on Instagram at Uniquely Portable Magic Podcast, and you can email us uh, on, <laughs> you can email us at Uniquely Portable Magic Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you guys next week. Thanks. Bye.